show is sponsored by HiveMind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings and of course to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at HiveMindCRM.io. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Hive Mind. Got myself, Daniel. We got Mr. Brian Ponciano in the house today, man. So uh, it should be a really fun episode. I, I think it's just a place for entrepreneurship and, and real estate and all this other stuff. And you hear the same mindset stuff over and over again. But um, there's there's more well-rounded characters in this space. And I think Brian is one of those guys. I've heard a lot about him. I've never been to any of his retreats or uh you know, bought any of his products, but I'm excited to dive in with you here, man. A lot of our friends know you and are friends with you. So I think we're going to have a great connection here today. We're excited to be here with Mr. BP today. Yes, Thank you guys for having me. I, I'm definitely one of those guys that if you don't know, you know, of. Um, I didn't realize I was that guy until I started speaking on stages around places. And I was like, oh, nobody knows who the fuck I am. And uh, yeah, sure, people do. People do. And honestly, this is why I'm very adamant to my students to leverage social media. Very, very adamant to leverage social media because you may be doing stuff already. You know, how many of you guys are wholesalers or whatever? And you guys are, you, you're already going to appointments, you're going to title companies, you're checking with contractors, you're going to networking events. Just the simple fact of you taking a picture, taking a video, and posting it on your social media adds so much more credibility. So I didn't realize that that was actually happening to me, but um, I, I quickly realized the power of social media and how it influences other people. Yeah, man, I started to see you all over the place. Just it seems like you popped up in one second and then I just started seeing your posts everywhere. Uh, I think since the Phoenix event is when I first really started hearing about you and uh, with Carlos Reyes, that show they put on over there. Uh, well, yeah. Like, yeah, and then from there on out, I feel like, yeah, you've been popping up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Carlos is a good friend of mine. Um, you know, he reminded me, I totally forgot about this shit, but he reminded me that my he was my first buyer. So, or no, I was his first buyer. That's what it was. So he had came into the industry. He had, um, one time he had messaged me out of the blue on Facebook and said, hey, bro, I'm starting in the real estate investing. I'm, I'm flipping a house. Can you come check it out for me? So I did, and I went to go check it out, and he was doing a horrible job. He, him and Sal were doing a very shitty job. And I was like, you know what, guys? You guys probably shouldn't flip houses because you guys are horrible at this. You know, you may want to consider, like, wholesaling or something. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I was, I was their first buyer. I bought their first deals. I totally forgot about it until Carlos reminded me uh, on this event that I had him come speak at uh, one of my events. So, yeah, he's super cool guy. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I hear a lot of good stuff about the high mind, so I'm very, very excited to be here, very excited to share with you guys a little bit about my journey. Uh, for you guys that don't know, I am Guatemalan descent. You can see by my uh, by my jacket over here. This is, this is uh, I got this from the Central Market in Guatemala. Are we, uh, it looks like everything's frozen over here. No, we're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll continue. My, my, I don't know why on my screen my face is frozen, but it doesn't really matter. So, anyway, guys, I am a Guatemalan descent. Both of my parents are from Guatemala. Grew up in Los Angeles. Grew up on the south side of LA where it was basically gangs, drugs, poverty, a lot of poverty, a lot of violence. And, um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to do better than that. But one of the things that I realized from growing up is that. There's a big, big difference between rich people and poor people. And it's not the money. You know, poor people, because I grew up poor as fuck, poor people love to say, well, you know, we're better off because we're poor. 
oh, you know, those rich people over there, they're a bunch of crooks, they're a bunch of assholes, they're a bunch yeah. of, you know, tra traicioneros or whatever, right? They, they have their, their little things in their mind as to what they, they think is actually going on. But one of the things that they fail to notice is that just like there is good poor people, there is also really shitty and really bad poor people. Just like there is bad rich people, there is really, really awesome and amazing rich people. So as I started getting into business, as I started networking, I started coming around some of these amazingly cool people. And I started to realize very quickly that my mind was, was not right. That everything that I was taught by all these people, and you know when your tia, your tío, your grandma, your nana, the, the, the pastor this, el hermanito no sé cuánto, you know, all these motherfuckers, they tell you these things. You're a little kid. You don't know any better. You believe them. And when they tell you, you know, mijo, you must work hard for your money. Like money doesn't grow on trees. The money just doesn't come to you. You believe them. When they tell you, hey, rich people are, are this way. Rich people are that way. You know, that, that guy is a crook. That guy right here. You believe them. You don't know any better. Yeah. So I realized that I was following the wrong people. And when I met my mentor, my mentor was the first millionaire that I ever met in real life that I got a chance to speak with. And he is the nicest, most genuine, most, most giving person that I have ever met. Super, super nice old Jewish man. And um, just completely blew me the hell away. And I said, hey, you know what? There's got to be something here. So what I've realized in business is that everything that stops us from getting to the next level is up here. The reason why people can't wholesale is not because it's difficult. Because, guys, even a fucking chimp with a hand tied behind his back at wholesale. Like, this is, <laughs> this is simple. This is easy as hell. The yeah. concept is super easy. You find a seller, you find a buyer, you make some money, you move on to the next one. But the reason why most of you can't is because it's in your mind. The reason why some of you are stuck wholesaling and have never been able to get into fix and flips is because you, you, can't, you don't think that way. You can't think, of, well, man, I don't have 200000 sitting in my bank account, so I guess I can't buy that house. It's a mindset. And I've went through that process throughout my life as I've continued to grow and grow into my business. And I've learned that everything that's stopping me, uh, anything that's getting from where I really want to be is all 100% made up in my head. Yeah, man. I remember the same thing when I was growing up. You know, rich people, they, they got their money by doing something bad. They, they took advantage of people. You hear about it on the news, right? The billionaires are burning down the world. Um, and you know, it's that, that that strange mindset that I think it really cripples people from becoming successful or even wanting to be successful. Uh, if you grow, you grow up around a lot of poverty, you hear those phrases, money don't grow on trees. I probably heard that every day for 50 years. <laughs> so in my, in my mindset coaching, one of the, like the top thing that I have noticed, the top reason why people sabotage themselves, the top reason why people get in their own way is because deep down inside, they don't feel worthy. Deep down inside, they don't feel worthy to make a lot of money. They don't feel worthy to be happy. They don't feel worthy to own cash flowing assets. They don't feel worthy. And usually people not feeling worthy comes in one of two ways. Either your parents told you you were a piece of shit and you're never going to amount to anything and you actually believe them. Or you, you saw your parents struggle. You saw everybody around you struggle. And you're like, well, I see Anthony here. He says that he just made $50,000 on a house that he never even saw. You know, man, my dad worked his ass off all year and he made $40,000. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I feel right. I don't know if that's okay. And, and a lot of times people talk themselves out of their own blessings because they feel that they're just not worthy of those type of levels of success. And unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for us, and when I say us, I mean Latinos. Unfortunately for us, we've been taught from when we were little kids you must work hard. You must work hard. Everything is hard, hard work, hard work, hard work. And by the way, if you remember any fucking lady in your family and she wanted to brag about her man, the way that she bragged about him was look at how hard he works. Look at yeah. my marido. He wakes up at five in the morning, four in the morning. He busts his ass off. Once he comes home, he goes and does a second job. Like he's, he's such a hard worker. And everybody, you know, his mom is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other women around you all like looking to the boys. Hey, you should be like him. You should be like him. And mind you guys, there's nothing wrong with working hard. But unfortunately for us Latinos, unfortunately for us people of color, we've been taught that the only way to make money is to work hard. 
And I'm here to tell you that that's a bunch of bullshit. Working hard does help you, but it's not the only way. It's not an end-all, be-all. And unfortunately, that a lot of that came from the programming that we got. Remember, all these people that told us this shit, they loved us. Your mom, your tia, your grandma. Like they, when they were telling you, hey, Mijo, you know, you must work hard. You must go to college. You must get a degree. They didn't know any better. They didn't know, they didn't know no better. Honestly, the only reason why they wanted you to get a degree was because they didn't want you to suffer the same shitty job that they were going through. They thought that if you went to school, got yourself in debt, got a degree, and then worked for a good company, all of a sudden everything was going to work out better. But unfortunately, most of us have realized that that's not the fucking truth. Some of us even went to college and even had a good job and even had a good corporate job and said, fuck this shit, man. Hell, hell no. I ain't going back. <laughs> Uh, I remember those words from my grandma. She said, Mijo, get a job where you're going to get benefits. That's what you need. You need to get a job where you get benefits. Bless her heart, man. She told me in Spanish, you need a job where you get benefits. I'm glad I did not take grandma's advice. <laughs> hey, you know, unfortunately, most of us take that advice. Unfortunately, most of us don't know any better. Unfortunately, most of us just listen to what they say, especially when we're kids and we never question that. You know, if I tell you right now, hey, Anthony, the only way for you to make money is to go get a job, you're going to be like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> because you've been exposed to new information. You're at an age now where you can reason and you can be like, well, you know, I know there's one guy here and I know this other guy here and I took this one course here and I did these, you know, I had these past experiences. But when you're a little kid, you don't have any of that. Yeah. And unfortunately, your grandma, your mom, your dad, your uncle, the your teacher, the, the pastor at church or whatever, like whoever you looked up to when you were a kid, those people have the most amount of influence, influence on us. And unfortunately for us, that's where the core mindset comes from. Because it can't, it, you, we didn't make this shit up, bro. This wasn't like one day we were babies and we we're sucking on our bottle and said, you know what? Making money's hard. <laughs> like, no, somebody told us that. Somebody taught us that. <laughs> And unfortunately, it came from people that love us. Yeah, I, I think I think it's interesting because everybody everybody suffers from that at a certain point, and like there's different levels to the game. Like there, like there's once you break through that wall, there's another wall above that. Like you can break through that that barrier of hey, I can even make more money if I focus and get my mind right. You know. Yep, and that's that's kind of where I came in. So as I said, I started off as a real estate investor. I remember growing up poor and, you know, luckily for me, I had a good upbringing. I had a dad, I had a mom, which was very, very rare in my neighborhood in LA. Uh, my dad was not a druggie. My dad was not a drunk. My dad was not a cheater. So we didn't have any of those issues. However, between my mom and my dad, I would, I would say that they, you know, when I was a little kid, they would probably make $40,000, $50,000 combined. They just, they weren't making a whole lot of money. So I understand that like, when I looked at life and I saw everybody around us, the only person that I saw that made any money was in real estate. She was a real estate uh, broker and a, a real estate agent. So I was like, well, when I was young, probably like eight or so years old, I connected real estate equals money. So I've always wanted to be into real estate. And you are right 100%, Daniel, that it's, there's different levels to this. So between me having to go get a job and then starting my own business. Oh man, I don't know. That sounds a little scary. Okay. So I just started my own, my first business. I'm doing a little bit of marketing. It's fine. Cool. Now let, let's move into wholesaling. Ooh, wholesaling. Ooh, those are bigger numbers. Like, ooh, I don't really know if I can do all of that. And every single level that, that you move up, it's all because of the mind. It, it's 100% because of the mindset and how you're able to, to, to direct from one level to the other. So what's something, what's, what's something you, you help newer people just to break through that first wall as far as becoming an entrepreneur? What's something, you, what advice you can give them to get past that first barrier of mindset? So the first thing that you have to understand when it comes to personal development and mindset is that everything that has happened to you is because of you. So everything good and everything bad that has happened to your life is because of you. And that is really hard for people to accept because everybody wants to take credit for the good stuff. Nobody wants to take credit for the bad stuff, right? So for yeah. example, if you have a good wife, you know, you got a good looking wife, she treats you good. 
the cocina, you know, cleans the house, everything, and then it keeps in shaping it. You're like, yeah, man, my, I, I attracted my wife. Like, it, she's with me because I'm the because I'm the man because I'm the shit. But you don't ever hear guys saying that where they have a, a cheating wife who doesn't want to do nothing, who like, you know, is cheating on like shit. Like, they never admit, hey, I attracted that. <laughs> the point of that being is that once you accept that responsibility, like, hey, I've created this shit that I don't like in my life. You can at least understand that you have the power to create what you do want in your life. Most of you guys that are stuck right now working a job, wishing and hoping that one day you can start your own business, you don't believe in yourself. You believe that the reason why you're stuck at your job is due to all these reasons that have nothing to do with you. However, as hard as it may be, if you take personal responsibility first and understand, hey, if I created this shitty existence, that means that I have the power to create a much better existence. And that's where the mindset comes in. Understanding that if you are in a situation that you don't want, that you don't like, you have done things, you have made choices, you have accepted things in your life that have brought you to this point. However, you also have the power from right now, from this particular minute right now, to change and say, no, 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 no longer am I accepting this. No longer am I okay with this. No longer do I, I know for a fact that I deserve way better than to be treated like a five-year-old and having to go to this call center every fucking day. And that's really the first step for pretending that if you have the power to create a shitty existence, you also have the power to create a much better one. But unfortunately, as I said, that comes with you having to first accept that you that whatever existence you have that you don't like, whatever's happening in your life that you don't like, you created it. You you've accepted it. You 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 brought it into your life in one way or the other. Yeah, there's a there's a famous book that says that you have to die onto this world to, to move into the next. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much I think it either it has to it can be jarring. It could be like losing somebody you really love. It could be something very traumatic. Um, you know, something that happens bad in your life before you realize when everything's spinning out of control and it crashes down, you say, you know what, from here I can I can be born again. I can do something new from this point forward. And and so I guess from your perspective, it doesn't necessarily have to come to that, right? There's different things that we could do to uh to go in now and start the journey inward today without having to wait for things to spiral out of control. So the reality is it doesn't have to come. Well, it honestly it doesn't have to come to that. The reality is that for most of us, because we're so fucking hard-headed and we don't learn any other way, you know, your mom's like, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember the day I did it. I remember the day I did it. I was probably two or three because I couldn't see on top of the stove, and it was my cousin. He yep. like, don't touch it. I think he was making popcorn. He was like, don't touch it. It's hot. It's hot. And I still was reaching up like that to try to get the popcorn, and boom, oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did it with ironing board. My mom used to like lick the fingers to touch the board, you know, to see if it was hot or not. And I'm like, oh, I want to try that too. After she told me not to. But the reality is, like I said, you don't have to reach rock bottom. Unfortunately, though, most people, that's what it takes. There's a point where you get tired of being tired. And then there's a point above that where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's not until most, for most people, that you get to the point of being sick and tired of being sick and tired that you finally say, hey, I must make a change. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for most people, as you said, you don't have to reach rock bottom, but because most people are very stubborn and they, they won't make changes unless they're absolutely forced to, a lot of people are forced to, do, to hit rock bottom. And that's where, for me, I have a saying that I say rock bottom is where I build my foundation. When I got to the absolute lowest point of my life, I was like, well, fuck, I can't get any lower than this. So let me uh, let me see how I can get this better. Let me see how I can make this better. Uh, I've got there too, man. I, I won't go too much into it on this episode, but yeah, I, I, crash, I crash landed my life when I decided that from here on out, I'm going to make things amazing. And ever since I did get there, yeah, I felt like what I've built has been pretty cool and it's also sustainable because it wasn't built on a whim and it wasn't on crap. It was me like, you know, being frustrated with who I was for 20 plus years, almost 30 years. I said, you know what? As long as I'm not that, as long as things don't go like they have gone previously, then everything else is a blessing. And ever since then, yeah, it's been like a hockey stick, man. So, And here's the thing, guys. If you are watching this right now, if you are listening to this right now, 
you have the ability to change right now. But in order for you to change, in order for things to change around you, you must change. You must change shit in you. You must change the way that you think. You must change the way that you act. You must change the way that you feel. You must, you make the decision. You are the ones that make the decision, just like you were saying right now. You got to a certain point where you're like, I'm tired of this shit. You made that decision. And here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or 58. Every single one of you has the ability to make the decision right now. Now, I will tell you, and I'll be 100% honest with you. If you're a young buck, if you're on the younger side, it's going to be easier for you because you have a lot less bullshit in your head. If you're an older person, you know, so it's hard to, trick, uh, to teach an old dog new tricks, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. One of my students is in her 60s. In her 60s when she decided that she wanted to be a badass real estate investor, and now she's doing fucking multifamily deals and big commercial properties. She was in her 60s when she started. All her friends were like, oh, why don't you just enjoy retirement and enjoy your grandkids? Hell no. But she knew that she deserved better. I, I, th I think the crazy part about this is that I think everybody in this room has made that decision multiple times just to get to that next level. And it's it's been yeah. – and I remember you talking about that, the making that decision. I remember when I made that decision myself. So it's kind of interesting that there's a there's a point – there's a time and place that you actually made that decision to change and something happened. So it happens. Yeah. It happens and once again, sometimes – most of the time it has to be traumatic. So there's this book called The E-Myth where basically the, the author teaches you why you should have a business system and he actually teaches you how to create a business system. And he, he talks about how most entrepreneurs suffered what's known as a entrepreneur seizure. So basically what happens is you're a mechanic, you're working for a mechanic, you've been a mechanic 15, 20 years, you know, your boss screws you over for a promotion or he doesn't give you a raise or he doesn't take your, your, your advice and then things go horribly wrong. And you're like, man, Fuck this motherfucker. I'm tired of this shit. I'm going to go start my own. Do something better. Most people, most people that started their business is because of that. And I know for a fact that the large majority of you guys listening, the large majority of you guys watching right now, that's exactly what's going on. You reach the point where you're like, bullshit, I'm tired of it. I know that I said that I was going to do this. You know, I remember when, me, when I was dating my wife before we got married and I was talking all this big bad game. I was going to have all this business and take us to all these parts of the world. But here I am working at this shitty fucking job with this boss that I can't stand. Like, I'm tired of this shit. And guys, it's not till you get to that point that most people make a change. But I do want to reemphasize that you don't have to get to that point. It doesn't have to go to the absolute rock bottom. It's just unfortunately for most of us because we're fucking hard-headed. Yeah, some of pendejos, right? <laughs> we uh, we learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, they say, you know, you got to learn from your mistakes. And I've always hated that phrase because I felt like you should be able to learn from other people's mistakes. You know, that that's that would really be the best, most practical yeah, way to learn. Oh, yeah. man, I have my placard. I think it's over there. It's out of my reach. But I have a placard here in my office that says learn from the mistakes of others because you don't have enough time to make them all yourself. Yeah, you don't have enough time to make them all yourself. And that's the thing, man, is that one wrong move could lead you down a, you know, a many-year path that, of, of rebuilding. So let, let's not go down that path. Um, I, I would like to uh, segue right now, if it's okay with everybody, you know, something that I'm interested in, something I've been researching for a long time. So you can have like a, a chemical means of change, right? Because you have this devastating event. Now you have all these things going on in your head, like different neurotransmitters that lead to depression, serotonin problems. Um, but speaking of chemical means, there's also other ways, you know, that have been being researched at prestigious universities like John Hopkins and all that, where they are embarking on the use of psychedelics for change. Um, can we segue off into that a little bit? Oh, thank you, baby. Jesus, that is my baby. That's my subject. Here's the thing, guys, is I, I've been a real estate investor for 15 years, probably more now. But, um, you know, what I'm really, truly passionate about is helping people get out of their own way. Uh, that's why I created the program, my Unfuck Your Mindset program. But that's also why I started looking further into the use of psychedelics. So for me, it started off as an accident. I was, I had, I had taken them a few times in my early 20s to party. You know, somebody's like, oh, let's have some magic mushrooms. So I, I took them and it was fun. Anyway, 
a few years ago, my dad passed away. It was about six, seven years ago, my dad passed away. And I was busy running a big business. I was busy running a bunch of flips. I was busy taking care of everything, paying for everything, where I just didn't have the luxury. That's what I told myself. I didn't have the luxury to like deal with my dad's passing. Well, anyway, somebody had given me some mushrooms. I'm like, man, I'm going to take these things. I'm going to go to the concert and really enjoy myself. So I took them. And that's not what happened. What ended up happening was all this stuff that I had repressed from my dad passing away started coming out. Now, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what was happening. I was going through this crazy experience. So the next day I started, I called a good friend and I said, hey, man, you know, I took these things and they did this stuff. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Like me and my me and my people, we've been doing this for many years and we call it medicine. Like we never even use it for recreational purposes. Yeah. So I started doing a lot more research and I came across a lot of the stuff that you said recently. So in the in the 40s and 50s, uh, even earlier than that, the U.S. government had done quite a few experiments with psilocybin mushrooms particularly psilocybin and lsd and they they had they had found out really what they were doing and you know the government they're fucking assholes but really what they were doing is they were seeing if that if that chemical would unlock psychic powers in people they were hoping to create a fucking super and if you don't believe me look that shit up <laughs> anyway yeah, they had out. Found out yeah. all, all these benefits from the from the medicine right well, the war on drugs started in the 60s, which really was a way to combat hippiness. There's a lot of recordings and stuff where there's a lot of racial undertones as to why there was a war on drugs, why, why marijuana, which I'm smoking right now, is illegal, why, um, why the, the, the psilocybin, the mushrooms and stuff like that became illegal. And what's crazy is that they categorize these things with the same issues as like crack cocaine, um methamphetamine heroin yeah, do it all in the same lacquer yep class class one which is the absolute highest thing and alcohol is like class three bro yeah. like how much more dangerous is alcohol than smoking a blunt but yeah. <laughs> nonetheless though this was part of the whole government thing right they 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 repressed that thing so because they made it illegal and they made it a class one felony even as a scientist, it was very hard for you to get access to these to this medicine. Now, a lot of scientists knew because of because of the research that was before. Plus, a lot of them back in the '60s had tried them out with. It was just kind of the movement back there, the free love movement, and they were trying a lot of these things like LSD and psilocybin and stuff like that. They knew of all these other um, all these other aspects. So recently, and I think in the last ten or so years. They have finally loosened up some regulations. Some states, even like Washington, Oregon, and Colorado, it's legal for you to have psilocybin, I think up to an ounce or something like that. Anyway, they were able to then continue their research. And they've been showing, as you mentioned, in some of these high universities like Harvard and John Hopson universities, that they've been showing how much it actually helps people with depression, PTSD, anxiety. It helps people get past emotional traumas. It helps. Uh, I, there was a study that I read, and it said something along the lines of one psilocybin session equals 150 or so regular sessions with a with a therapist. So if yeah. you have a if you have a guided meditation stuff, which is what I what I do with my students that it, it equals to 150 sessions with a regular psychiatrist. It's fucking insane. It's that that's where kind of like I'm I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let's at least stop and have this conversation, mm -hmm. right? Because nobody wants to have this conversation. It's kind of like it's been swept under the rug for 50 years or 70 years, whatever it is. Um but yeah somebody you can take somebody that has treatment resistant depression their whole life that's been on uh you know the pres prescription medication depression can't do anything about it. And then they'll, they'll go to the, one of these universities, do a study and one dose and they're like healed for life. Never depressed again. Like, okay, we should at least have this conversation because if you can publicly sell alcohol and advertise for it and, you know, advocate for it and it's cool and it's fun and it's trendy, right? It lowers your testosterone. Like if you can push a poison at that high of a level, then let's at least talk about what else is out there. What are the alternatives? And also why are they illegal? And the, Here's the thing, man, is unfortunately, a lot of people fell into the, the trap. And what I mean by that is that 
one of the biggest struggles that I have with people is they'll reach out to me. They say, hey, I see you do the retreats. I want to I want to try that out myself. Um, I'm just a little bit scared. Now, usually when I when I talk to them, they're older individuals and they're just like, well, it's a drug. I heard of some guy who jumped out the window one time because he took some mushrooms or whatever the propaganda was. And if you want to learn, like there, there was video, there was actual movies made. So you guys know what Reefer Madness is? I've heard uh, that. Re Reefer Madness was a movie made in the 1920s. This is in black and white, basically demonizing marijuana and saying like, the, it was a, a movie. They made an actual movie that they then showed around schools all over the, the country. And basically, like, if you take a puff of weed, now you become this crazy devil and shit. So that was back in the 20s. Now, they did shit like that in the 60s and 70s when they were demonizing stuff. And one of the movies that they made, these guys were at a party. This one dude took some, some fucking mushrooms and then jumped out of a fucking window. So unfortunately, that type of propaganda really, like, sticks with people. And because now that the, the medicine was classed with the same shit as heroin, they look at it and say, well, no, that's dangerous. That's a drug. Unfortunately for me, though, I've, I've been able to guide people through that and show them on the other side, like, hey, man, this is really, really powerful stuff. I've addressed some issues that I haven't really wanted to address, that I haven't been able to address. I didn't know that I was still hurting when my dad did this, when my mom said this, when my cousin did this, when that one guy broke up with me this way. You know, all these things tend to come out when you're when you're doing the medicine for the holistic purposes. And in my studies, I started, I started realizing that every single ancient culture used this. And, and they may not have been psilocybin. It may have been the sapito like they did in, in Mexico. It may have been ayahuasca like they do in South America. It may have been other roots and herbs that, that they're basically like psychedelic. Uh, peyote and mezcal are also examples of that, where then they were able to use that as a spiritual thing. And actually, in a lot of these cultures, the average person wasn't allowed to, to do this. Only uh, the top religious people and the nobility were able to have these type of experiences because they are very spiritual experiences. There, there is a wide range of shit that can happen from this, but really the main thing is that the people were taught, this is dangerous, this is a drug. And most people, including people like my dad, you know, when my dad passed away from cancer, uh, he was having chemo, he wasn't eating, I was like, dad, let me get you some some weed brownies so you can at least like get an appetite and stuff. And he was like, no, 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 I don't like that stuff. That stuff's illegal. And I was like, dad, like, fuck, you're dying. You're dying over here, bro. You know, Kiso, you know, and you know, he, he was a good law abiding citizen as a lot of people are. But unfortunately we've been lied to and um, <clears throat> that, that holds a lot of people back. And you know what I, what I realized here is that pretty much everybody that shows up to my event is a business owner. And pretty much most people are in real estate. The things holding us back from the next level, as I mentioned earlier, are the stuff that's up here in your head. And most of the shit that we have in our head, our mind is really, really good at hiding from it. Our mind is really, really good at not addressing it. So you can only build as high as your foundation is deep. And when people, when you're focusing on the new techniques and should I do subject two or should I do wholesaling or should I do this or should I do that? Like you're, you're focusing on the external, bro. You're trying to build. How about you focus on your internal? How about you focus on your foundation? How about you dig that bitch up and see how it is? Not how you think it is, not how you want it to be. Let's look at the cracks. Let's see where it's fucked up. Because us as real estate people, we know that if we buy a house with the fucked up foundation, it doesn't mean that the whole house is fucked up. We can reinforce it. We can we can add more stuff around it. We can build around it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know, you can take build a nice big old house and it's going to come crumbling in itself. The foundation is as strong. And in a business sense, in, in a mindset sense, I have found that the medicine helps us notice the chink in our armor, which then allows us to address that and then allows us to become that much better. And not just business people, but all around people. Happiness, better parent, better lover, better husband, better wife, better son, all these things that the medicine helps with that. And that, that's been my experience and the experience of my students. Yeah, man, very interesting to say the least, like I said. And then if, if anybody wants to have a counter argument against this and like you said, like say, hey, well, it's a it's a class one illegal drug. But again, it's like for me, then then please 
classify alcohol in that same, you know, same class of drugs because that's more detrimental. That's more dangerous than anything. Uh, I hope we're classifying Tylenol and aspirin and, and uh, you know, these prescription medications for depression and all this other crap that they're pumping into us. And, and what is that? Is that high and mighty? You know, is that the new standard? And, and unfortunately, as, as you're saying it here, I mean, we all know the reason why. We all know that the pharmaceutical companies lobby the, the politicians. That's the reason why they keep this type of stuff illegal. Even now, even now where they've passed it in different states and it's been years since it's passed, the crime rates haven't gone up. A, a lot of the usage in teenagers has actually gone down instead of up and all these things that they were afraid of. And it's still illegal because they're still pushing that bullshit. Uh, I, and I will tell you this, look, guys, I'm not an advocate in the sense that I'm trying to tell you that this is what you should do. I'm an advocate in the sense that it's worked for me and the people that have come to me for that journey. Uh, a lot of times people like to ask me, hey, is there other ways to do it? Like, I would love to get those results that you talk about, but I just don't want to take that medicine. It scares me. I don't like it. It's illegal, whatever. And I tell people, you, you can, like, through a lot of really, really tough and long, long meditation, you can get there. But it's so fucking hard. And most people just don't have the, the mental grit to get there without the assistance of these other things. Because in my experience, the medicine kind of kicks you in the ass, pushes you, pushes you through the door and says, go face that shit, whether you like to or not. It just it puts it right in front of your face and it allows you to face it. And to, I'm telling this and some of you guys may be like, oh, man, I don't know. That's a little bit scary. But really understand this. How you do anything is how you do anything. How you do anything is how you do everything, I mean. The way that you do one thing in your life is the way that you'll do one thing in another aspect of your life. And if you are tired or scared, or if you're scared of tackling your demons, you're going to be scared of leveling up. Growing your business past a certain point is going to be scary. Making money past a certain point is going to be scary. It's going to be tough. A lot of times, as I said, we we're taught this bullshit from our parents because that was their reality. Hey, mijo, you must work hard for your money. And you believe that, which means you will always be working hard for your money. You can never get that unless you tackle those demons that put those, those stuff inside. And in my experience, I mean, honestly, it's been one of the best tools in my mindset arsenal, in my mindset toolbox to really making myself the way that I am. Uh, you guys have heard about me, right? The people, some of you guys watching this, have met me in real life. Uh, I know that a lot of people in the high minds are also in the unfuck your mindset community. Uh, I am genuinely, genuinely one of the happiest motherfuckers you will ever meet in your life. Not a fake happy, not an Instagram happy, not like any number I'm talking about. I'm a truly, genuinely happy motherfucker. And things just happen around me all the time. Money just flows to me without effort. Good shit just always happens to me all the time. And if you have ever spent any time with me, you know that what I'm saying is true. The reason why I'm like this, though, is because I've been able to tackle those demons. I've been able to do the hard work. And, you know, we as real estate investors and as business people, we love to focus on the how. But I decided that I'm not going to show people how to make money in real estate because there's a shitload of people that can show you that. I'm going to show you how to make yourself better. Because if you are this cup right here, you can only hold as much tea as I'm willing as your, your cup allows. The, the, this tea represents the universe. This tea represents God and his blessings. It can pour on you relentlessly, but your, your cup is going to determine how much you're able to hold on. And your cup is yourself. So if you don't like the psychedelics, then do other things that will help you develop, that will help you get past your, your limits. But in my experience, that's been one of the best, best ways. And I now truly understand why ancient cultures use this. Every single ancient culture used some type of form of psychedelic because the, the chemical release in your brain and how it just helps you address these issues. And it just really, really just helps and so much fucking things has been just incredibly amazing to me. It's super fascinating, man. I've I researched this for years and years and years, and uh, I, I can never get tired of talking about it. But yeah, just weird to me that how the propaganda machine and, and our culture and society has said, like, hey, these things are okay, these things are not. And it seems like the things that they have told us are okay are the worst possible things for you. 
and the things that they've gone to demonize are like actually pretty beneficial. It's pretty weird. I mean, why, why is it okay for people to go to Starbucks and spend ten dollars on coffee every fucking day? I feel like it's not okay for you to invest money into your marketing. You know, why, why why is it okay for you to go to school to for fucking four years, put yourself in debt, then drive every single day to a job that you hate with people that you can't stand? Why is that okay? But taking a chance on yourself is enough. That that look, it's the same part of the same bullshit. It's the same. It's the same people that are giving us that other bullshit for. Oh, these things are drugs. You shouldn't fucking do them. It's the same motherfuckers that are telling you, oh, you should go to work. You you should invest in the stock market. That's a good idea, there, buddy. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Get coffee, drink alcohol, go to college, work your life doing a job you hate. You know, just weird, weird things that they that society has told us. Like, you have to go down these pathways. It's just what you have to do. Like, I don't want to participate. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes. But remember, guys, if you fell for that trap, let's say that you are in your 50s right now mm-hmm. and you decided that you that you wanted to make a change in your life. The great thing is you can make a change right now. Literally, if you just change the way that you think, because here's the thing, and I'm going to leave you guys with a little with a little nugget over here. This is called the process of manifestation. And the process of manifestation states that your thoughts lead to your feelings your feelings lead to your actions and your actions lead to your results. So we all know that actions lead to results. That's kind of one thing that every fucking guru teaches. You must have work the next motherfucker. You must hustle, hustle, whatever, right? Actions lead to results. Yes, we get that. But why do we take those actions? And by the way, if you take an action, so me me and you, Anthony, we're going to take the exact same action over here, but Anthony's here positive and I'm like, man, fuck, I guess. Like, I mean, Daniel said it was going to work, so like, oh, I'll try it. And Anthony's over here like, hell yeah, man, let's go. Who the fuck is going to get better results? Like, we're literally taking the exact same actions. So your thoughts lead to your feelings, your feelings lead to your actions, and your actions lead to your results. Mm-hmm. And if you start thinking this thing backwards, you start realizing that everything starts with your thoughts. Every single thing that we do starts with our thoughts. If you ever think about the time that you blew up on somebody, you know, that person said something which made you think something, whatever is going on in your head. Those thoughts festered, which then created an emotion. That emotion then triggered an action, and that action produced a type of results. So you have to understand that everything starts with your mind. I know that most people only want to focus on your action, but the way that I've been able to travel the world, the way that I've been able to work a, a lot more money by working a whole lot less, is because I've been working on my mind. I understand the process of manifestation that teaches us that your mind creates everything. And as you start tackling that right there, you now have the ability to switch that on and start growing yourself as you start growing yourself mentally because the roots create the fruits. It's what's inside that creates what's outside and what's invisible that creates what's visible. And as you grow yourself, Your business has no other option but to grow. Your income has no other option but to grow. And if you have been working really, really fucking hard and you you have you feel like you've hit the glass ceiling and you can't you can't understand for the life of you why you're just not getting past that. I'm here to tell you. It's up here, bro. It's up here. It's your thoughts are fucked up. Your thoughts are fucked up. Can we kind of talk about something uh, kind of aligning to this? And this is a subject me and Anthony like talking about too, is that, and you said it a little bit earlier too, is about uh, uh, manifestation of happiness that a lot of people, they, they are, they're always down and depressed. And me and Anthony, we're of the same spirit of this is like, we're always like, nothing can set us, set us back as far as in our personal life or even in business life, just because it doesn't, it doesn't really affect us. And we're trying to, there's always like that happiness that just comes that bubbles out of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you happiness is a choice. Every single one of us has a choice. Let me let me ask you a question, man. When does getting a twenty thousand dollar check suck? Probably never. You're expecting a forty thousand dollar check, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> when you were expecting more, what is an expectation? It's a thought. You're sitting here like you choosing to think this and you're choosing to be like, hey, man, I'm expecting X amount of stuff to happen. Happiness is the exact same thing. 
We choose to be happy. You know, if somebody cuts us off in the freeway, we can choose to let that affect us. We can choose to get angry. We can choose to let her fester. We can choose to let that create emotions. We can choose to action and say, motherfucker, ha, 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 ha. Or you can choose to be like, oh, man, that mother, he's probably like, he's probably busy or something. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, and and I agree with percent You know, I, I have what's known as an unstoppable mindset. So it doesn't really matter what I do. Like, I'm not going to get stopped. It doesn't matter how bad something goes. Like, even if I get depressed for a minute, I'll blah, 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 shake it off and <laughs> it's, it's all good, bro. <laughs> so this is this is a crazy conversation because me and Anthony are, I think you're, and I'm getting this vibe that you're the same as us, is that we're at such a high state of happiness that we now try and push our happiness on others. Yeah. Yes. Now, I so I'm one stage above that, meaning that I've learned not to push my happiness on others. Uh, I've learned that happiness is very contagious. Okay. Seriously, just think about this scenario. You go to a to a room and you're mad and you're you're just angry. You're, you know, your wife, your girl pissed you off, a deal didn't go through, and you're, you're choosing to be mad. I'm gonna be mad and I don't care what goes on. And then there's a dude in there who's just the life of a party, just laughing, having a good time, and then all your friends are laughing, having a good time. It's impossible for you to stay mad in that thing. I mean, it's very impossible when you are surrounded by that positivity. So one of the things that I learned is that if you're not in the same level and I try to push my happiness on you, it's going to come off very abrasive. It's going to come off like you think that I, that, that I think that I'm better than you, that I think that I'm happier than you. And a lot of times the, the, the good intention, you know, there's a saying that says that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Your good intention for trying to push somebody, your happiness onto somebody kind of becomes annoying. So what I what I have done is I have, like I said, I've taken that a step further and I just exude my happiness as much as I can to myself, for myself, with the only intention of having fun. Mm -hmm. Because I learned from my experience that as I've done that, it actually encourages other people to then want to find their own happiness. And one thing that should that we should understand is that your happiness is different than his happiness, different than my happiness. Every single one of us wants different things. And this is where I tell people, look, my way that I teach you my methods with the Unfuck Your Mindset, the stuff that I do with the psychedelics, like that's my way. I can show you my way. I'm not here to tell you that that's the only way because different things make different people happy. But at the end of the day, though, I do highly encourage every single every single person. And one of the, the milestones of the Unfuck Your Mindset program is to figure out who you are and figure out what makes you happy. Because that's one thing that I have seen. You know, we have figured out what, who we are. We have figured out what makes us happy. That's why shit doesn't bother us. Unfortunately, though, the reality is that most people haven't. And because they're unsure of who they are, because they don't know what really makes them happy, they, they chase after what they what things they think are going to make them happy the car the house the deals and we've seen it many many times over again you know we know a lot of people that make a lot of money that deep down inside are still fucking miserable oh yeah yeah no man i think this episode was great man i think this is what what is not really talked about too much inside of the real estate community right it's all like you gotta wake up and you gotta you know do your laps and say your affirmations but i think there's a there's another sub layer to that you know that you can kind of i you know when i was i was in a heavy psychedelic trip in guatemala i was in the jungles of guatemala actually and i just i just had an epiphany and i said you know i need to where's my best use of my skill set? Where, like, where, where can I affect more people? And I looked at it and said, well, I can teach people how to do real estate and how to buy apartments and how to cash flow and uh, mobile home parks and all that bullshit. Or I could do something else that nobody fucking talks about, that nobody's addressing. But guys, I'm telling you because every single one of my clients is a, a, a business owner. And I would say 95% of them are real estate investors. Mm -hmm. The problems are all the same you motherfuckers focus on the how 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 and you never ever ever focus on yourself you never even consider that you must take care of the vessel first that you must grow the vessel you think that it's just the hard work that's going to get you there 
And I will tell you guys, look, let me let me be 100% honest with you. Hard work does, it does work. It does get you shit. But it comes at a very high cost and in a very high sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, though, that there's a much better way where you can work a whole lot less and you can make a whole lot more. And really, that's where I'm here for. I was in the, I was in Guatemala, and I was sitting there in the fucking middle of the jungle. Phone didn't fucking work. I'm, I'm seeing cenotes and just enjoying the, the beauty that is my country. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, my mission in life is to show people how to live life. Mm -hmm. That that is my mission. I can show you how to live life. And the very first step of living life and enjoying life. Look, if you don't know who you are, you can never accept who you are. If you can't accept who you are, you're never going to be able to like who you are. And if you can't like who you are, you're never going to love who you are. It all starts with getting to know you. It all starts with getting to know your foundation. And nobody likes to turn the mirror inside. Nobody likes to look themselves in the eye and say, what's up, motherfucker? Where are we at? Nobody likes to do that. They'll do it yeah. with everybody else. They'll get extra confrontational with everybody else, but they don't, they don't want to talk to themselves. They'll blame everybody else for everything, but they don't want to blame themselves for the, the issues that they made. I found myself one time blaming, you know, complaining about my baby mama. Man, this fucking lady, da 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 And then looked myself in the mirror and said, motherfucker, you chose her. You had babies with her. <laughs> like, you're the, <laughs> you're the one that had sex many times without condoms. Like, you knew what the fuck you were doing, motherfucker. It was your choice. Now suck yeah. it up, Buttercup, and move on. Yeah. So yes, I, I truly, I truly feel that this is a space, especially in the real estate community, because I focus on helping real estate investors with their mindset. That in this, in the real estate space, is something that is absolutely not talked on. Every single program that I've seen, like, says, "Oh yeah, you should work on your mindset." Here's a good book to talk about your mindset, but nobody ever really goes deeper than the affirmations. Really, basically, affirmations and vision boards is where most people stay. No, man. Yeah, this was a good one. Yeah, this is deep. I really like this. This is something that I think about all the time. Uh, there's a lot of things that you have said and a lot of things that we've talked about now. I started a YouTube channel a few years ago, and uh, I've said you know similar things. Uh, one of the quotes that you said was that the way that you do one thing in your life is the way that you'll do everything. So the way that you treat your family is the way you'll treat strangers, is the way that you'll treat your wife, your kids, like it's your, your customers. So if, if you can learn to treat yourself good, treat yourself, you know, put yourself on a pedestal, treat yourself kindly, then it's easier to treat the people around you kindly. And it's not being fake or, or anything like that. Cause it's like, it does come from within. It, it makes you a better person. The more yourself, the more you understand everybody else. Because look, the reality is we all like to think that we're so unique and nobody's like us, but motherfucker there's billions of us and there's been billions of us like you're not the only motherfucker that's ever been to whatever you're going through i promise you i promise you whatever however bad you think what you're going through is like i promise you there's somebody going through something worse and i promise you that there's been millions of people in the past that have gone through the exact same thing so we're very similar as you get to know yourself you get to understand people as you are start accepting who you are your flaws and your good shit but more especially your flaws as you start accepting those you start understanding oh shit you know maybe somebody else is also going through this thing you know i remember when my dad died i didn't want to return nobody's phone call uh, maybe the person that i just called right now that didn't return my phone call for a week maybe they were going through something because when my dad was passing away i wasn't posting about it online it was just something that you know my close friends knew about yeah as i get to know myself I get to know everybody else, which then in turn makes me better at networking, makes me better at raising money, makes me better at dealing with wholesalers, contractors, realtors, title people, talking on stage, uh, just everybody around me. I'm a better person because of that. And more importantly, I'm a walking example and a walking light of what is possible. As you get to know yourself, you get to know everybody else. And you start taking your, yourself and all those people around you to the next level. Oh, man, this was a really good one. Yeah, I feel like that. I think that's what Daniel was kind of alluding to is like every time I, I level up, you know, you do want to share it with the people around you. You want to show them like, hey, there's, there's a cooler way. There's a better way. 
Um, sometimes it's about, you know, meditating, fasting, you know, nutrition, exercise, whatever it is. Let me, let me help you out guys the same way that my mentor helped me out. So I met my mentor, the old Jewish guy, his name is Jeff Faden. Um, he was, he was having these meetups, these, this 2% club meetups. It was uh, Tuesday morning, uh, for 90 minutes. Anyway, I showed up the first week and I'm like, man, bro. This information is this shit like oh my it makes total sense yeah your mind it all starts in your mind like it makes total sense bro like man jeff i got a brother at home man my brother me and him are like close you know 11 months apart we shared a room together like we're cool like whatever like i really really want to help him out i believe that he could really really do this how can i help him and jeff said he told me he said you can't mm -hmm. he said the best thing you can do is lead by example and yeah. if he is curious, he will reach out to you. And by the way, only because he reaches out to you and he shows up does not mean that he's actually going to do any of this stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, Jeff. Thank you. So I went home and I told my brother, hey, bro, you should check out this shit, bro. Like, this is so fucking cool. And he looked at me. He's like, hell no, man. I don't want anything to do with that. Like, that shit sounds crazy. The mind and stuff, like manifestation. That sounds fucking stupid, bro. It wasn't until about a year or so later um, where things were turning around for me. He started noticing that he was like, hey, man, can I join you to one of these meetings? And slowly but surely he started catching on. So the point of all of that is that you need to focus on yourself. And I know, look, as Latinos, we have this in us, man. We want to share it. We want to we want to bring our people. We want to bring our family. Everybody most of these motherfuckers don't want help. I know they say they want help. I know they say like, man, if I could just give them an opportunity. No, 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 bro. And most of them really don't. Yeah. The best thing you can do is focus on yourself. Those that do, those friends and families that want to level up, they will contact you and say, hey, man, you know, I see you do this, 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 and that. It's really the best thing you can do. You save yourself so much stress. You don't piss off other people because remember, we see it as I'm trying to help you. They see it as, oh, you think you're better than me. You're, you're talking down to me because uh, you just got this big deal. And you're like, bro, like, I'm just trying to fucking help, motherfucker. Shit. My bad. <laughs> well, I remember that, man. When, like, like I said, when I was like thinking about segueing into like more of a, like, a spiritual teacher or anything like that, mindset coach. Uh, people aren't going to receive the message until they're ready to, and that's the bottom line. You can't, you can't give it to them. You can't show it to them. You can't hand it to them. Nothing. They just they'll receive the message whenever they can, and that's it. So, like you said, just be a shining example. We we do as good as we can. Keep ourselves grounded, and the rest will fall into place. And that's basically my business model. You know, I I could be on France and saying, "Oh, you people over there, and you over here with time and on these gurus." I could be doing that, but it doesn't serve the purpose. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be a shining example when people are ready. You know who most of my clients are? Most of my clients are people who have been in business for at least two or three years, have hit some type of fucking ceiling, and don't, they can't go up. Because the newbies don't understand that they must work on their mindset. They don't understand that they must work on their mindset until they hit that fucking, until they hit that glass ceiling. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't get it. They don't, you know, if I say, hey, bro, there's two programs here. One of them's going to show you how to make money in the next 90 days. The other program is going to show you how to become the best version of yourself. You're going to be like, ah, let me go with the money. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't even know that you know that you don't know that you have to become this better person. So instead of me like hounding and bitching at people and be like, ah, you're, you're over here wasting your time and money. Really what I do is I just become the best version of myself. And then those people become attracted to me. And there's a saying that my mentor taught me a long time ago. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So boom. That's what I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, this is a good one. We can hang out more. Where are you going to be? Uh, are you uh, where are you? Are you located in Phoenix? I am. I live. I live in Phoenix. Um, if any of you guys follow me on social media, you know that I'm hardly ever in Phoenix. I travel a lot. I travel the world. Yeah, it's I my senior in Guatemala, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Every last year, last year I went to twelve countries. And twelve uh, countries. Uh, 12 countries, bro, and, and uh, I'm looking to continue, continue that streak this year. <laughs> uh, how do you know where to go? That's something like I've never traveled the world. I've never been a world traveler, Mexicano, Texas, you know what I'm saying? So how do you know? Where you know, you know how I choose, bro? Like this, mira, like this. 
Uh, so I, I told Anthony. I told Anthony we need to leave the country towards the end of this year or, or beginning of next year. We need to leave the country because he's never left the country before. Do, do it, like guys. Look, I'm serious. This is. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Book the fucking ticket and then figure it out. Like just commit yourself that way. I. I so I like to use this this site called Scott Scott's Cheap Flights, and basically Scott's Cheap Flights lets you know when there's a flight for anything. So I've been able to get super cheap flights. I just got a, my round trip for a fucking, um, I'm going to Peru for my birthday. $500 round trip to Lima from Phoenix. What is this? Um, I paid more to go to fucking Cleveland, bro. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I say this because that's how I choose. Like whenever they have a sale, I'm like, ah, bam, there we go. Boom, I'm going there. And then I just figure out a way. I don't, I don't think about it. If I think about it, if I plan it, it it's just never going to happen, especially for people like us. For you motherfuckers, you know, you guys are like, oh, I'm busy. I got this commitment. I got that commitment. But you have to put yourself first, guys. And really, when people say, hey, well, how did you travel to Africa? Um, I booked the fucking ticket. And then I got on the plane and I showed up over there. How did you make it to Pakistan? Um, I booked the ticket. I applied for the visa. And then I figured it out while I was over there. Like, I don't really think about it because I, I learned myself and I know that a lot of people are also like this. The more that I think about it, the more chances I have to talk myself out of it. The more chances is never going to happen. I kept on saying for many years, oh, one of these years I'm going to go. One of these days I'm going to go. I, I just got tired of it. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, bro. I got sick and tired of seeing these travel bloggers on Facebook go to all these places and I'm not going. And I said, no, Babosadas, like bullshit. I'm going. And I decided, like, I'm going to go to 2019. I, I traveled a lot through uh, Asia. Uh, this, this, I said last year, I went through uh, to Africa a few times. I went to the Middle East. I went to Dubai and, and shit and, like, just had a fucking blast out there. And, and every single one of these things was because I decided, like, I'm going to do it. So, um, honestly, not just for you, but the audience, guys. I, traveling, so remember how I said psychedelics was, like, one of the best tools in my toolbox? traveling is like right up there bro like wow. you motherfuckers think i just traveled to go see nice shit well you have no fucking idea what the fuck i'm cooking bro i've been meeting with the fucking minister of labor in uganda and shit bro i'm thinking uh, you know i'm hanging out with this super 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 successful meat processor over in um in pakistan and shit so i'm looking to take his techniques over to uganda and start doing all this stuff with the minister of labor it, it, it looks like I'm just out here, you know, oh, I'm traveling and taking, but what I'm really doing is I'm getting to know myself. When I go to a country that I don't know anybody and I don't know the language, you are forced to find out who you are. It's another extreme level of getting to know who you are. You just throw yourself in those situations. And trust me, trust me, you are way stronger and way more resourceful than you give yourself credit for. And that goes for every single one of you motherfuckers out there. The way that you test yourself, the way that you do anything is how you do everything, right? So if you guys have been putting off this stuff, man, that means that you're putting off a lot of other shit about your own person shit. And remember, guys, you can't be leaders. You, you, can't, you can't be leaders if you're not good, if you're empty. You're, you're, you're doing a disfavor to your students by not being the best version of yourself. And this is where I always put myself first. And my students completely understand, like, not only is he doing it, but that's what I need to be doing. And that's where, like, I mean, if y'all seen Alma Flores and her rise in fucking 2021 from when we met up in January to the whole year, like, that was an example of putting yourself first and what that does for yourself and your business. Yeah, we love Alma, man. Alma's a great story and she's a great person. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, and if you guys uh, there in the hive mind, if you haven't reached out to her, please reach out to her. One of the coolest, coolest humans that I know. But seriously, as I said, when I, you know, when I said, hey, you know, you need to start putting yourself first, that's when things really started coming to fruition. And, and honestly, guys, as you work on yourself, as you grow your cup, as you grow your cup, you'll be able to be able to fill that cup up with more and be able to help that much more people. So seriously, I know that most of us like to make excuses, but stop making excuses. Start traveling the world. The world is amazing. Tomorrow's not promised. So, you know, <laughs> nothing is guaranteed. 
Like, fuck all that. I, why, why am I going to trade happiness, guaranteed happiness today, for potential happiness in the future? Like, no, 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 no. Not for like that. We ain't doing that because I don't even know if I'm going to get to the future, you know? So how about, how about we take care of happiness right now? <laughs> dude, um, this episode was amazing, man. We hit the hour mark, dude. Uh, VP, you did not disappoint, brother. Yeah, I think we touched on a lot of different things here. I think this is like the one of the deepest mindset journeys that you can go down. I think even just on this podcast, on this episode, you know, seeing what else is out there, it's kind of contradictory information, no rah-rah. So this was good, man. We appreciate you coming on here. Yes, I appreciate the opportunity here. Uh, guys, reach out to me on Instagram at Cashflow Creator. You can follow me, follow my stories. Uh, I, I tend to share everything from my from my life so in regards to my travels and my business stuff and everything so i'm i'm very active on there so at cashflow creator and um if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about the unfuck your mindset community you can go to unfuckyourmindset.com uh what i'm doing right now is i'm having a special sale for people so for you high people there is a special sale going on right now unfuckyourmindset.com and basically it just the program is just specifically about getting yourself and becoming a better person. But I do appreciate the fuck out of you guys here. I do appreciate the opportunity to share with you and your audience because I do know when I when I share what I share, it's it's a topic that's not very much touched upon, but it's ridiculously important. So my goal is to make put bring a little bit more light into that and to show people what is possible. You know, the, the old way works, but it's not the only way. Boom. Well, actually, this way is that it's the ancient way, right? <laughs> it's not modern old, but yeah. <laughs> awesome, brother, man. Okay, we appreciate you, man. It was a blessing. This was awesome. And we'll see you soon. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. Have a good one. Okay. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact The List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.the number one listguys.com.